I'd invite you to pray with me. Oh, great dreamer, you dreamed up a dream for your people, a dream of hope and justice, a dream for eyes wide open to both the world's suffering and the world's beauty. So today, as we read scripture, we ask that you would plant that same dream in us. Pour out your spirit on our hearts and minds so that we may see what you see and dream what you dream. Gratefully, we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. Let us listen for God's word for us this day. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. There are so many ways to describe what has occurred in the year of our Lord 2020. So many words that you could attach to what has unfolded over the last 11 months. Yet as we prepare to enter this last month of this year that has been unlike any other, the words that ring so very true to me are found in these words of Jesus we are sitting with today. Keep awake. The year of our Lord 2020 has been many things, but today I am aware of how it has been a season of awakening. We have awoken to our vulnerability, to our mortality, to the reality that a microscopic virus could wreak havoc not only in our own bodies and lungs, but also to our day-to-day -day existence, our economy, the fabric of our collective life. We have awoken. Jesus commands us, keep awake. We have awoken to our interconnectedness, to how something that begins on the other side of the world can quickly make its way into our own lives and homes. We have been forced to realize that we are part of one grand ecosystem that is defined by interdependence. We recognize now that our well-being is tied to the well-being of our neighbor, to the well-being of the earth. 
we have awoken. Jesus commands us, keep awake. We have awoken to the presence of racism in our history, in our systems, in our own communities, and our own hearts. We have begun to realize the unjust differences between reality for people of color and for those who are white. We are leaning in, listening to stories of those who are different than us, seeking to learn about their world so together we might shape a world made new. We have awoken. Jesus commands us, keep awake. We have awoken to how little cushion there is for so many in our world. There are so many people, families, who live month to month, unable to get ahead, profoundly threatened when there is no work, or they fall ill. There are so many hospital systems that are running out of supplies, space, and staff, fearing they will not be able to provide the care that their community will need as a result. There are education systems that are so strained as they seek to teach and care for their students. At the same time, they protect and watch out for the well-being of their staff in the midst of a reality that is constantly changing. While we are all feeling these strains, we can also see how the degree of their impact is magnified for communities with less resources, communities impacted by the realities of poverty. We have awoken. Jesus commands us, keep awake. We have awoken to how much we need human touch, how much our relationships matter to us, how important it is for our well-being to be able to live this life together. We have felt the weight of isolation. We have felt the pain of having to stay apart. We have felt the loss that comes each time we can't gather as we normally would. We see clearly now that we were created for relationship and connection above all else. We recognize the many idols we have tried to prop up in place of our God of love and the relationships of love for which God created us. We have awoken. Jesus commands us, keep awake. So I am the waker-upper in my house. The person who more often than not is charged with the task of waking others up so that they can start their day. What I can tell you from my experience in this role is that being awoken by another, even when it is done with care, compassion, and delicate intention, is rarely an easy or peaceful experience. Even on days when I can sing a song, rub a back, greet my child with love, gather her up in my arms, and cuddle her on the couch as she slowly welcomes the day, even on days like that, there are still groans and protests as she moves from sleep to wakefulness. If we picture 2020's version of waking us up, I think we can all agree it's not that one. There comes a time when your kids reach an age when they are both more persistent in their slumber and too big to scoop up and force into the day. 
When I picture my wake-up style when the calmer, more compassionate version has failed and we are running out of time and still my child is dead to the world, it feels a little bit more true to 2020's waking up vibe. Bursting into the room, throwing the lights on, opening the shades, pulling the covers off, and commanding in a loud, persistent, won't let you stay asleep voice, get up, get moving, we have got to go. There are groans, there are protests, there are angry exclamations, there are tug-of-wars with blankets, which feels like an image that is pretty on point. When I think of this year of awakening and my own experience of it. There is urgency in this mama's voice when I'm trying to get my kids moving and out the door. There is an even deeper urgency in Jesus' words to his disciples. What I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. That deep urgency is also present in our own hearing of those words today some 2,000 years after they were first uttered. I can feel Jesus saying to us now, don't you stay dead to the world. Get up, come on, get moving. We have got to go. We have got to move from what is to what could be. I need you. Don't you dare fall back to sleep. Keep awake, keep awake. A quote by the author, poet, and speaker Sonia Renee Taylor has been making the rounds in recent weeks. It begins with these words. We will not go back to normal. If we translate that in light of our message for today, you could say it this way. We will not go back to sleep. We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal. Other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. Another way of saying what we have been giving sound, given sounds like this. We are being given the opportunity to dream new dreams. Dreams of a world made new. Dreams of a new heaven and a new earth. Dreams of creation restored and of people redeemed. Dreams of the kingdom come, the community beloved realized. Dreams of Christ's return. We will not go back to sleep. Will you say it with me? We will not go back to sleep. We do not know the day. We do not know the hour, the time when Jesus will come back to us. Keep awake, he commands. Keep awake. We will not go back to sleep. Instead, we will dream. We will dream of a world made new. 
We will dream of a new heaven and a new earth. We will dream of creation restored. We will dream of people redeemed. We will dream of the kingdom come. We will dream of the community beloved realized. We will dream of Christ's return. Awakened to what is, we will dream of what could be. And we will let those dreams and the Spirit's movement in them inspire us to purposeful work as we await in hope for that day when Jesus will come again. I leave you with the words of the pastor and poet Sarah R., written for this Sunday, written for those who dream. It takes strength to dream. I imagine it's that same strength that leads people to say, I love you first. Those three vulnerable words wrapped in heartstrings whispered because what could be is too good to keep quiet about. It takes strength to choose joy. It takes strength to push the covers off our weary bodies morning after morning to plant weary feet on solid ground and look for signs of beauty. It takes strength to remember that we are not alone. But the story starts with bone of bone and flesh of flesh that feels like so long ago. Oh yes, it takes strength to dream. I imagine that's why many choose not to, for it would be far easier to simply sleep. But there are always those who dream, those who are up at night picturing what could be, because this world is too good not to. So we say, I love you. We push the covers off. We find solid ground. We look for beauty and we dream. We dare to dream. Amen.